Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. In today's episode, we are not actually going live. I have some explaining to do. We did not record this on our normal day, but it will make sense in a minute, I promise. My name is Dylan. And I'm Rick. And Victim and Sarge will not be joining us, and we don't have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, you may wonder, where the hell is Victim? Uh, and the answer is, right now, as we started this recording, and right now, dear listener, while you're recording... Well, <coughs> excuse me. Right now, dear listener, while you're listening to this, uh, if you listen to it on the day that it is released, which is going to be after we're done recording and as fast as Spotify will or SoundCloud will upload, Victim will still be in the middle of his 24-hour Elden Ring launch stream. Uh, he's been waiting for this game probably since it was announced a couple years ago. And everyone who has anything to say about it is pretty positive so far across the board. It sounds like a real banger. I might even play it, and I've never played a Souls game. Well, my understanding is it is one of the best entry points for Souls games because it's the most, I don't want to say accommodating because it still very clearly is a Souls game based on all the lavish praise, but it's supposed to be one of the easiest ones to jump into because it's got a lot of quality of life that there are going to be some hardcore people bitching about, but normal people don't yeah. give a shit. But instead of making the game like objectively easier, they made it. Uh, more accessible, more quality of life. Like uh, magic is more important and any build can use it or summoning help, be it NPCs or other players is easier than before. And it's an open world with lots of depth and detail, kind of like breath of the wild. Uh, but it's built in such a way where everyone's going to experience it a little bit differently because it does not railroad you at any point. So everyone's going to explore things in a bit of a different order, uh, unless you're like following a guide or, uh, are brainlessly following a YouTuber. Uh, but if you would like to follow along brainlessly to victim stream, uh, it is probably still live. If you're listening to this as soon as the episode comes out, um, if not, I'm sure there are VODs and I'm sure he's going to stream it every day that he streams until he beats it. That's true too. I'll, he might be able to manage it in 24 hours, but Vic plays real fucking slow. I don't know, man. Uh, I watched Shillip's review. Um, yeah. He is 60 hours in, and he has not beaten it uh, when he oh. made that video. And he talked to a reviewer friend of his who uh, is on the final dungeon at 80 hours, but he skipped a lot of shit. Okay, so no, Vic's not skipping. This Vic's is not skipping. 200, 250 hours of streaming for Vic. It's going to take him more time than Persona 5, which is weird to think about because that game is not that long. I mean, I mean you pers- know... It's long. Yeah, but, you know, you talk about the uh, length, and that actually reminds me of a thing that was uh, mentioned about uh, Dying Light 2, you know, that mm-hmm. one off, like, oh, 500 hours to beat Dying Light 2. Obviously, that was uh, made-up marketing bullshit. Uh, but if Elden Ring gets even half that much content out of somebody, that's pretty fucking impressive. Like, a yeah. 100-hour game is still impressive and a souls game like at that kind of length that's crazy like yeah those games are not that long i've heard i mean they're they're long and detailed but like it's more about overcoming challenge right yeah and so once you're good at it it's like you're gonna breeze through it yeah that is you know and obviously get good is a meme that comes from dark Souls. well before Dark Souls, I think I actually know the or origin. Was popularized, so it was popularized by Dark Souls. But I know the origin of Get Good. This is actually a fun story. So, so there I was. 
Uh, but before I go to the story, I should probably also explain we're not live uh, and we're not recording on the normal day because I don't know if you're watching the VOD uh, on odyssey.com, uh, you can see this because my camera's on. But if you're listening to the audio, uh, which is most of you, I know it's not a secret, um, you can see with my webcam here that I have painted. Well, I say I, my wife, uh, Destiny, has painted the walls and uh, installed new floor. My office is warmer than ever because the floor used to be conc- or uh, tile on top of concrete, and that's cold as fuck. So now it's fucking awesome. And yep. um, my computer wasn't plugged in on podcast day, <laughs> so I had to cancel. Um, no, it, was, uh, it's, it was worth it, everybody. I have touched the floor. It's so much better. Yes. Like, the camera does not do it justice. Um, Rick would tell you. It's, 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 it's good. Yeah. Um, you know, I have to give your wife credit here because <laughs> everything she touches just gets better. It's true. And and uh, buying a house was a really good idea because, like, there there's never-ending amount of things to touch and make better. Yeah. No, and I, uh, we don't have to get somebody's permission, and it belongs to us. So, like, it's, like, more incentive to go make it better, whereas if we were just renting, it's like, oh, who cares? It's like... It makes us more comfortable for now, but one day we'll move and it doesn't belong to us. That sucks, right? Yeah, they might even get mad at renovations <laughs> like that. Yeah, like uh, there are people out there that paint their fucking apartments and then they have to paint it back before they move out or they have to pay a deposit. That's crazy that people do that. Yeah, well, that's an insane idea. Anyways, tell us about the story of Get Good. So let me tell you about the origins of Get Good. So there I was. The year, I think, was 2008. Uh, 2006, I think it was 2006. It was the year Metal Gear Solid 4 came out. Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. Or, as I know it, Metal Gear Online 2. <laughs> so, Metal Gear Online um, is near and dear to my heart. If you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you know that it was like the defining multiplayer game of my adolescence and my young adulthood. Um, me and Sarge uh, were in like the top 100 for players on the North America server. Uh, I specifically was in the top 100 for Deathmatch because it was my favorite game mode. And I believe Sarge was in the top 100 of Team Deathmatch, which was a much more impressive feat, to be quite honest, because it was the more popular game mode. So the competition was more stiff. Um, and uh, he had a more prestigious rank than I. He had, he had the Foxhound rank and I had a Chameleon. Because there was a bug. Once you get Chameleon, you can't get another rank. So, like, I, I had, like, comparable stats to him, but I didn't get the recognition. But it was kind of whatever. Uh, oh, well. I made Chameleons cool. Uh, that's besides the <laughs> point. Um, so, Milligar Online 1 was the shit. And Milligar Online 2 came around. Uh, and there was a clan in Milligar Online 2 called the Red Berets. And RB for short. And the Red Berets customized their characters with Red Berets because you can customize characters in Metal Gear Online too. That's just what it was. Uh, it was just a thing you could do. And um, ah, how did the phrase go? Um, it was get good. Like get good was the shortening of a longer phrase, but they're the ones that came up with it, right? So their slogan was get good. And I think it was like, um, like get GP off my PP. It was like some stupid acronym, right? Like it sounds dumb saying it, but like they always just said get good. And uh and then Dark Souls came out and they love Dark Souls and then uh they're the ones that, you know, they they made videos and and get good became a forum like saying for yeah, for Dark well, Souls. But they came know, up with it first. 
that's that's good to know. And get good. You now after the tangent, everybody, it's not inner like it's not really a an insult when somebody tells you to get good for Dark Souls. Like it's a shorthand. It's like when an adult tells you you'll understand when when you're older. It's the same thing. Yeah. It sounds meaningless if you're not in the know, but if you are in the know, it basically means that all of this experience and uh, struggle will mean something later. Right, because the entire point of Dark Souls and Souls-like games in general is um, your skill in the game matters a hell of a lot more than your stats, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's like uh, Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. The first fight in Bloodborne is against a werewolf. You're supposed to lose it, but you can beat it, and the game understands that if you punch a werewolf to death, then you can move on. <laughs> Which, it, it's impressive because I've seen how like how flaily the uh, punching in Bloodborne is. It, it's like the guy has never thrown a punch before. Mm-hmm. But, but you can still beat it if you're good enough. Yeah, and that and that's kind of the thing that they understand. Like you're mm-hmm. even in Dark Souls One, the first boss that you run into. You're either supposed to run away from or get killed and then run away from him the second time. Mm-hmm. But you can beat him just straight up should you so choose or are able to. So Bloodborne and Dark Souls are also Souls-like games, also made by Form Software, the same developer that made it popular, who also yeah. is the developer for Elden Ring. So I have another example that isn't one of those. Uh, Monster Hunter, right? Mm-hmm. Now, stats do matter in Monster Hunter. Like, if your weapon's not sharp enough, uh, you won't be able to cut some tails off. You may miss out on some loot. Um, however, your ability to use your chosen weapon and your ability to read the monster's attacks and track the monster through the level like matters way the hell more than how strong your weapons are. Um, like you will overcome any enemy with any set of gear, and it will not save you from sucking. Like uh, you can have the best armor in the game, but if you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna get three shot by every monster, right? Yeah, and actually, that's something that I really appreciate. It's you know, the in to go on a tangent, this mm-hmm. is part of the larger conversation of difficulty in video games. What is difficulty? Mm-hmm. Well, there's obviously the difficulty settings, you know, easy, medium, hard, and sometimes there's a fourth one where if you're insane, like uh, I think it's Devil May Cry that has like 16 or some bullshit. <laughs> I forget. There's one game that ha- that's infamous for having like 16 difficulty ranks, but the difficulty ranks don't really mean much in most cases. Halo was the first game I can think of that really upped more than just enemy health and lower mm. player health uh, for upping the difficulty, where they made the AI better. Yeah. Uh, Real now, landmark that was. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's there's a reason legendary difficulty is infamous. Uh, mm. And But the... I appreciate the way that they, like, the games in general, and the cooler heads talk about difficulty of video games because like dark souls is a good example the art is difficult they want it to be difficult they don't want it to be unapproachable in fact there i hated dark souls the first time i played it mm-hmm. uh, i bought it for 60 dollars on the xbox 360 so i sucked it up but that was the first game that i just refused to play anymore i got <laughs> so angry at it but then later, I don't know. Uh, Something inspired you. Uh, it wasn't even that. It was, it was, I don't think other people played the game. 
And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll I'll knock it out. And I did Dark Souls 1. And it feels really good when you get it right. Mm -hmm. Monster Hunter is probably very similar in this. I haven't played it. I know I'm a terrible person. I think Monster Hunter is a bit more approachable than Dark Souls because like the, the armor and weapons do give you a false sense of, oh, I can gear up for this. Right. But uh, Monster Hunter also offers you a lot of easy challenges early on. And it's um, it's a, you know, hub town uh, and quest board sort of system similar to like Diablo, Warframe. Right. Uh, you queue up and go. Right. And you could do it solo or with friends. Uh, but with Monster Hunter, um, they definitely ease you into it. Uh, Dark Souls, I think, also intends to ease you into it. But like a lot of people don't take it that way because it's hard out the gate. <laughs> ease of sorts yeah it's it, like you it know, gets harder uh <laughs> well you know to steal somebody else's favorite you know, phrase uh it's an ending of sorts you know of it's sorts. yeah it's an easing in of sorts you know it's the they dump you out of the nest like the mama bird dumps the baby bird out and you either fly <laughs> or you hit the ground and you try again because uh if anybody doesn't know bones or birds have hollow bones and it's okay for them to be thrown out of the nest Usually. I, I didn't know that, actually. That's news to me. Huh. Oh, well, yeah, no, no, no. They That's why birds don't die when they hit the ground, necessarily. Hmm. I mean, a cat could fix the problem, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, Dark Souls aside, um, I think the point is, is uh, Elden Ring is out, and Vic yeah. is streaming it. And, you know, that just remind me of a co-worker of mine uh, at an old job, right? This dude was uh, a little eccentric. He, he was not like other people, right? And he would tell me that the only video games he plays and he played them all the time. He was, he was very much a gamer, right? But he only played a couple of different games. One was dark souls and all of the derivatives. And the other one was mega man. And I was like, <laughs> why? Like, and I'm talking old mega man, like mega man nine and 10 were favorites of his. Cause they just kept making, you know, the hey, old, man. the old new. Um, and those games are painfully difficult. And yeah, he, they are. I asked him like, why do you do this to yourself? He's like, it feels really good when you win. Well, you know, I understand. Actually, I really do understand where that comes from. Other games I, don't do it for him. He's like, I need that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get where he's coming from. Like, I am a huge fan of XCOM. I was playing 1994's XCOM for years. Oh, yeah, you then, get it. Yeah, and then when Sid Meier did, uh, I think it was, or Firaxis. I think Sid Meier is a part of Firaxis, isn't he? I forget. I don't remember. Anyways. I remember it being nicknamed uh, Sid Meier's XCOM for a while, <laughs> but the 2012 XCOM came out, mm -hmm. and that was a really good one too. And XCOM is very unforgiving when you fuck up. Uh, oh yeah, and permadeath on your characters—you know—that's the best part too. Like you get you tend to imprint upon the characters. Obviously, you can you know make them your friends or whatever. That's more ha ha funny, and mm. it hurts a, a little bit less when they die, ironically, than. You know, Joe the Sniper that uh, has been with you for, you know, since the founding of XCOM. And, you know, he just, you, you fuck up and he gets killed. Yeah. And if you don't like the, the you know, the, the big, muscly Space Marine aesthetic of XCOM, you can't connect to these, you know, brothers and sisters in arms and battle against the Xeno threat. Uh, if you're a fucking weeb, just play Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fire Emblem's got it, too, especially in the... It's the same uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, the older ones specifically, they don't have the option of the uh, hand-holdy uh, units go just get injured when they uh, run out of mm. HP. Nah, nah. Yeah, they added that they in for the newest them. one. The newest one, yeah. they're like, do you want them to not die when you die? 
and it's like mar- it's like the fucking mark of shame like i mean i don't want my fairness, waifu to die <laughs> in fairness if you're trying to play the game for the story it makes it a lot easier fuck deus ex is perfect on this mm-hmm. they like the modern deus ex they've got three basic difficulties they might have a four technically but i remember three one is tell me a story which is the combat is meaningless in the game mm-hmm. like and tell me a story you know two is normal game difficulty and three is uh you know you're here for the fight right and i really appreciate that because it doesn't insult somebody by calling it easy mm-hmm. that that's where the difficulty like yeah, it feels insulting when it's called easy, you know? Yeah, that's the whole thing about it. Anybody else that tells you anything else, like, when it comes to the beginnings, like, the core of the difficulty argument is a liar. It's mm-hmm. about feeling insulted when they, you know, have a lesser difficulty mode. Yeah. I think um, the the absolute crown king of, of difficulty mode should probably go to Metal Gear Solid Five. Now, a lot of people don't praise Metal Gear Solid Five because it feels a little incomplete. Uh, but there's a lot going for that game, like, yeah. under the hood. And did you, there's no difficulty setting in Metal Gear Solid Five, And the game adapts to your skill. Like, if you kill a lot of guards, you kill them from range, you kill them without raising an alarm, they start wearing helmets. They start putting, planting landmines, right? If you uh. sneak around, you don't kill anybody. They start doing laser gates. They start putting up cameras, right? Like, they adapt to what you're doing, right? Yeah. And if you really suck, they'll offer you a chicken hat. Yeah, you can wear the chicken hat. I mean, that's a little insulting. <laughs> it is, but they at least make it funny looking. Yeah. Like, and they give you the option. Um, I did find, mm-hmm. like, and yeah, there were problems with Metal Gear Solid Five, But as far as sandbox games go, it was a really pretty good game. Uh, they, yeah. You have like, no idea how tempted I am to pick up Metal Gear Survive on sale sometime. Just because I really like, like, for context, I really liked Portable Ops, right? Portable Ops is a lot better than people give it credit for. A lot of people are like, it's just shittier Peace Walker and it's not canon. Well, yes, but it wasn't bad in its own right. And it had its own online mode that was really good. Um, I... So for context, Portable Ops had a sequel that didn't have a story called Portable Ops Plus, and it had, like, an arcade mode called Infinite Mode where you just go through the different maps of Portable Ops, plus some new ones, plus some, like, Metal Gear Online maps made into this mode maps, and um, you just go through infinitely, and it's just the fun gameplay loop of Portable Ops, but in a arcade like, infinite format, and I love that. And part of what made Metal Gear Online 2 so good is they spent a lot of time making the gameplay of Metal Gear Solid 4 really good, but the story campaign had so many cutscenes and so little gameplay area, you didn't really get a lot of opportunities to enjoy how well thought out the combat and gameplay was. So Metal Gear Online simply took that existing good system and put an online multiplayer on it, and, well, you can enjoy it in Team Deathmatch all day long if you want, and it's <laughs> like, wow, this is amazing. Why don't more people play this? Like, No, that's a so, good point. For those reasons, for that, in that context, I am a little tempted to try Metal Gear Survive just because I really like the engine and gameplay loop of Metal Gear Solid Five, and it would be an infinite and replayable way to do that. But everyone who's touched it said it was awful. Well, yeah, they've got. <laughs> I I would only touch it if they had some mods to ease out some of the crap. Like uh, my understanding is uh, the 
the food and water system is extremely stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, and some of the other stuff, like how easy it is to uh, defeat the zombie horde by putting down a chain link fence and stabbing a, a stick through it. Yeah, I heard about again. that. But I wonder if it's changed at all. I mean, not in big ways, but like, for example, like Star's Battlefront 2, the new one, like DICE absolutely turned that one around and made a worthwhile game that nobody's playing, right? Yeah, <laughs> Dylan, I hate to tell you this, but it's not new. It's been out for like four years. No, I know, but like the, the game that exists now called Star's Battlefront 2, the new one, um, uh, I, I only call it new because there's a second one also called I Star's know, Battlefront 2. I know, II. I'm just messing with you. I know. So the one DICE made, right? Um, they, um, that's the one where, you know, Reddit fucking broke the internet and, uh, it's all about, you know, loot box is bad. And that was the story of stars battlefront two. And then everyone had stopped playing it. Right. But like, there's still a few people that are really dedicated to playing it. Cause it's actually a really well done game. They took the loot boxes out. They fixed the progression. So it doesn't require loot boxes. And now it's like a fun, like it's probably the best star Wars, like multiplayer out there. Right. Um, I believe it. And it it is. And it's like more people probably should play it because it's actually a lot of fun. But like eh, I don't play it. Like I didn't really like it. So I, I, I don't want to praise it too much. Right. But like um, there there could be a group out there like that for Metal Gear Survive that I just don't know about because I haven't looked into it. That's fair. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, it kind of fell off as soon mm-hmm. as. uh you know, it hit the review cycle. Everybody decided it was the worst thing that Metal Gear has had its name slapped on. Even worse than Pachinko Machines. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah. And everybody was still smarting because uh, Konami fired Kojima. Mm-hmm. Um, so Huge mistake. It was. Um, Absolutely nightmare mistake. Yeah, and, the, you know, anybody, basically any criticism about Metal Gear Solid Five. That isn't, you know, Kojima related can be boiled down to that uh, as well, because, uh, yeah, but obviously, like, if you, you don't like the cutscenes, then, uh, you know, that is 100 percent a Kojima thing. Mm-hmm. He is an artur and he has his hands in every bit of the game. Uh, yeah. Oh, <sighs> Metal Gear. I could talk about Metal Gear all day. It's like maybe that's what I should have got for the posters in my background. They're still in the mail, by the way. I haven't gotten them yet. <laughs> but, uh, my... Wasn't one of them Foxhound? No, they're all Gundam heads. Remember? Oh, right. No, no. I meant the uh, ones that you didn't uh, like. One. On oh, the yeah. Site. There's, there's like some like Foxhound and Fox logos I could have gotten. Yeah. And, and maybe I'll get those in my next round because I'm getting displates. And if any anyone who's ever listened to like a uh, weird like alt media like YouTube or Odyssey, they've probably seen a displate fucking <laughs> ad. I don't know why displate sponsors so many people. They don't and, care. Yeah, they, they don't care about the content they sponsor. They clearly don't. Because yeah. there's some real sketchy people that get displayed sponsorships. But the, I'm not sponsored. I have no sponsors. We say whatever we want in this show. Um, yeah. But I, I'm still getting displays because they, I actually like the way they look. <laughs> and I like how they're magnets. I can just remove them and swap them out. So I'm probably going to get a couple matching sets. I'm getting four behind me. And they're all like Gundams. And then I might get like four, I don't know, pieces of cool album art. Or maybe... Uh, Maybe I'll get uh, something Metal Gear related. I didn't think about that. Metal yeah. Gear is one of those franchises that really stuck with me when I was young, and it's like this is a thing that is unique, uniquely mine. I like it. This is I am a fan of this. Right. So, I have an idea for sandwiching this episode. Okay. 
Okay. You know who we fight? You know who you start the game fighting in Metal Gear Solid Five? Um, it's the fire dude, right? No, no, no. The the army in Afghanistan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. See <laughs> those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should talk about those guys, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're streaming on, or not streaming, recording on the twenty fourth of February. Yeah, which means that. We, uh, so we thought about maybe holding the episode off, right? Because I miss the recording day, and it's like normally when I miss when one of us misses the recording day, it's like oh we'll just do next week instead of waiting for two weeks, and we're probably still going to record next Monday even though we just, we're recording now, just because why not? Um. But yeah, like you were saying, it's the 24th of February and uh Russia invaded Ukraine. Yep. So uh, by the time this yeah. episode's go live, uh you know, we might get drafted into the Space Force. I don't know. Space Force, Space Force. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. We should probably talk about Ukraine though. Uh like I was telling you before we went live, oh, I, we didn't go live. Before we recorded, started recording. Uh I was telling you about how I always thought it was super interesting how um, you know, old public libraries have like a bunch of uh like old newspapers and like radio recordings of like uh, just like daily life in wartime. It's like a total relic of the past. And I'm like, I don't think our show is like big enough and popular enough for someone to like archive it for like, this is what people talked about when, you know, the, the day of, of the invasion. And it's like, I don't know. And I don't know if the actual thing that's going on right now is, is like the big, the big spark, but we should talk about it anyway. What, what do you, what's your take on this whole thing? You well, go ahead and lead. Yeah, I was, I was, it's a weird thing because you're like, oh, I'm surprised by this, but also I'm not surprised by it because Putin mm-hmm. be crazy. Didn't uh, he do the same thing to Crimea? Yeah, everybody forgets about that. And Georgia. That one was actually during uh, an Olympics. Wow. Yeah. But my point being is Putin does, has a track record of doing this. Also, Ukraine's been having problems because of Russia this specific kind of thing since 2014. Like, if you remember, mm-hmm. uh, there are two cities in, or two territories in Ukraine, I think, that are uh, have declared themselves like Russian support or whatever. I don't know the exact details on it, and now is not the time for me to go look it up. Right, but there's two regions in Ukraine that are on the eastern side of Ukraine towards the border of Russia. Mm-hmm. And um, so... For our dear listeners listening in 2030, um, after we've long Hello, been drafted into the, the Space Force, das yeah. Vadanya. No, um, so <laughs> what you need to know is, um, so I don't remember the names of these regions either because I don't follow this stuff. Like, no, nope. this isn't really the show for that. Like, but it's current events; it's relevant. I figure we talk about it, right? So mm-hmm. there's two regions on the eastern edge of Ukraine. Uh, these regions are pro-Russia, supposedly and are led by totally Ukrainian people that support Russia, right? Uh, And then Russia is like, hey, these two regions of Eastern Ukraine that say they love us, I recognize them as independent countries. Please respect their sovereignty to my new allies. I'm going to send my troops there to help them keep peace. And and Ukraine is like, you're going to what? (laughs) Yeah, and not only that, but Ukraine and Russia have been throwing sticks at each other, or bullets at each other, in this like about that conflict since 2014 like i'm sure they've shot at each other outside of this as well but like this eastern province area pro russia thing is not an invention out of nowhere right no and uh, obviously putin's making up a ton of things Mm -hmm. but um i also wanted to mention that i don't quite trust what ukraine says either 
And I'm not be, not because I'm pro-Russia or anything like that. It's because it's the propaganda of it all. Of right. course, they're going to... Like, Ukraine has no interest in being 100% totally honest. Right. Uh, what they want is NATO membership because they don't have a good enough army to stop Russia. Oh, yeah. Well, they just want somebody to come pull their feet out of the fire. Wasn't it like right now, the day before the invasion, like just yesterday, they were like, hey, what's the timeline for us getting it into NATO? Like, can you hurry this up? And yeah, and uh, that may have been what got uh, Putin to pull the plug on this whole uh, fuck around and find out sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Because they're not NATO members. And this morning, you know, the United States president said, hey, um, we're going to sanction the shit out of Russia for doing this, but we're not going to engage them in combat, but we will defend. I think he literally said we will defend every inch of NATO territory. Who's not in NATO? Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, so everybody's afraid of Putin. The, what it comes down to is everybody's afraid Putin will push the mutually assured destruction button. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you can see it in the way that the... And I'm going to be honest, I think the sanctions are going to be the thing that ultimately stops you, stops Russia's, like, mm-hmm. warpath. Because unless they somehow get enough, like, stuff to not be sanctioned anymore. But, like... They are, because you're not going to stop Putin with violence. Everybody's, every keyboard warrior on the internet, which there are a fuck ton of right now, a whole bunch Uh of safe people that are, you know, decrying Putin, that have been decrying him for months now, but, you know, mostly just making fun of them, because that is the progressive thing to do. It's to make fun of people you disagree with and block them. And that doesn't actually stop anybody in the real world. Uh I can't, if I meet you dear listener in the bar and you start dropping racial slurs at me i can't just mute you it's just the way of things right so the internet is a, a different thing than real life it doesn't work yeah. that way and especially when guns and bombs are involved so on one hand we've got Zelensky's really mastercrafted speech uh Zelensky, and i may be mispronouncing it i'm not ukrainian some of those letters don't look like they go together to me. Um, but, but he is the president of Ukraine today, yes. currently. And, you know, he he made a big call out in the middle of his speech to be like, no one else is here with us. Is Ukraine all on their own, even though we have allies that, you know, have promised to help us in some way. And U.S. is going to help them. They're not probably not going to send troops because, again, Biden's afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as he should be, the rest of NATO is afraid, too. They're probably, t- you know, somebody somewhere is holding everybody back to be like, hey, let's, you know, just try to shadow puppet this shit. Um, but yeah, now they see. I I get hung up on the keyboard warrior of things because there are a ton of people like uh, as UK is playing at uh, taking every oil oligarchs uh shit that's in uk that that's a that's a dangerous precedent to be like we seize assets of people who just have the wrong friends because mm-hmm. a lot of the russian like yes a lot of the russian developments and stuff like the apartment-owned buildings that are in every city in the u.s uh that are owned by russians some of that is you know russian rich people hiding their money sure that's what a lot that's what a lot of it is even but 
just making a blanket. Oh, you're friends with, you know, you don't decry Putin. You don't denounce him. You don't come out and say how much you hate this other country. You know, the one that you were born in, mm-hmm. maybe that you still like. Maybe you got family in, friends. Yeah. You don't dare denounce them right fucking now. You're the enemy. Yeah. That is what people on the internet are making these poor Russian citizens do right now. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of the Russian cities, there are protests. I'm going to admit, I saw the pictures. George Floyd got better protests. Just saying. Um, yeah. Like, they're they're good protests. Don't get me wrong, but they're not good enough that the police still can't shut them down. Mm-hmm. As evidenced by the number of people that have been uh, put away t- today. Like, in yeah, we make jokes. Does about the, the Russian police really have the same level of scrutiny uh, as the United States police? Because like uh, they could <laughs> no. probably just start shooting like they could. Uh, what are we going to invade Russia to go help their citizens? If we're not going to help Ukraine, we're not going to help the Russian people. No. Yeah. They're basically on their own. Uh, yeah. And it again, this is another thing, because we have to find some way to stop the we being the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. I have to find some way to stop this advance. Because it also sets a precedent for this being an okay behavior. Maybe uh, Winnie the Pooh over in China decides that he wants that Taiwan after all. And could happen. Yeah. No, it could. In fact, I think they said, like, I think uh, Jinping's uh, state-run media has already said that, you know, we support our Russian allies or something to that effect. Obviously, everything I'm getting is like the second-hand mm-hmm very carefully curated that's what i hate about current events and following current events it's like you can get some really cool firsthand shit on like twitter like of like live and live streams of like in another language of like what's actually happening right but you're trusting translators right and then like everything that comes out of a mainstream media person is like just inherently propaganda like i'm not gonna even bother listening uh what was really fun was um during the 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 height of the syrian civil war uh, there was this website somebody made where um, they were, like, taking a live feed of tweets from, like, people from ISIS and people from the the rebel fighters and uh, the videos that they would post before Twitter knocks them down, uh, like, archiving them. And then, like, you can get, like, a feed. And they used machine learning uh, and location data from all these tweets to figure out where the fights were on, like, a ArcGIS map of uh, Syria. And oh, so man. I knew a guy who I worked with a long time ago, right. Who, uh, was super into that, uh, and really liked following that conflict. Um, he, he also, he, he was, uh, looking at the memes he would post. He was a bit of a simp for that Assad guy, (laughs) which is probably why he was so interested, which is a little sketch, but, (laughs) um, he literally had a heat map of all the conflicts in Syria, like on a, on a monitor while working just to watch it. It was weird. Yeah, that is a little weird. Um, just night shift yeah. things. <laughs> just night shift things. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I, yeah, no, I, I worked with Archus. He would not be the uh, first person I knew that just had a map open because they could. That's a good episode title, Just Night Shift Things. Yeah. If we don't come up with something better, I'm going to use that. <laughs> I mean, it's either that or Vladdy Daddy, right? Or Vladdy Daddy. Yeah. That... <laughs> Vladdy Daddy's night shift. <laughs> no vladdy daddy no <laughs> uh so about more, more about uh ukraine we, we bring it up this is not a political show you're not here for our political takes but for those listening in order maybe you're binging our show like a couple years from now like yeah. this episode 
because you're listening to them in chronological order, right? This episode happened on the day of the invasion. And we're probably going to record again on Monday, uh, just because that's the new recording day is on Mondays, not Tuesdays, uh, because of my work changing around, which is just life, I guess. Uh, There's probably going to be a fuckload of updates come Monday, and if they're relevant to, like, our daily lives, because I was joking earlier about being you know, drafted over this, but like, I just turned 30. I just had a birthday. That's why my room's all painted. Right. <laughs> um, so if you are between the ages of 18 and 45 and you had a student loan, you had to join what is called the selective service and the selective service is just the draft. Right. So like I could be drafted. Uh, not likely, but it's yeah. not likely. It's very not likely. There's a lot of people they would take before me because I'm older and I'm not in shape. Um, and I have a degree, so I'd be an officer, but that's what besides the point. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah. I, there's a lot of poorer people who are stronger <laughs> than me that they would take first. <laughs> yeah, no, all your favorite athletes, uh, everybody. Uh huh. Look at them. Oh, college athletes, right? Um, or you know, just whoever. And oh yeah, these college athletes would make a great that squad. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. The the one thing that I've a lot of the keyboard warriors are talking about how great Ukraine's doing. And you're right. Ukraine is, you write keyboard warriors. They are holding out very well for day one. But Russia ha- is, in, comparatively to the two, Russia has an infinite supply of resources and manpower. Uh-huh. Um, and as long as there are people that are willing to listen to Putin, which is a lot of them, you, all of those protesters at home, that's a drop in the bucket to Putin. Like, mm-hmm. those are people that he didn't want in his army anyways. That's a very big place. Yeah. Like, in fact, this might make things easier for Putin that all these people are outing themselves as uh, dissidents in his eyes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, like, that, I don't... Anybody, like, on the internet that's, you know, do, like, uh, I just don't understand. Well, I do understand. People jump on the bandwagon. One person says a sweet one-liner. And everybody else hops on board to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, upvote this. And that's just the oh, end of it. Oh, my upvotes. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of clap chasers on the internet, especially on Reddit. Because fuck Reddit. Uh- <laughs> oh, you want to know fuck Reddit? Leading up to this, like uh, two days ago, I actually got banned. And they didn't tell me or like why, other than my comment may have may have uh, it contributed to the ban off of off my chest which is the oh, lesser of the did two. you get banned from a post on a different subreddit no 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 i got banned on there because i said something bad about vladdy daddy yeah in the lead up and uh the mods when i was like you know the fuck i'm allowed to say bullshit you know R- russia i'm allowed to say anything disparaging about the russia on the internet and they and they didn't respond to me. They just uh, did the mod mute thing. Yeah, no. Uh, the Off My Chest is one of the really awful subreddits. I They are. When I, I regularly post on Reddit, I mean, I, I say regularly. Like, I still have an account. I'm still forced to use it for the couple of niche communities that won't leave Reddit. Like Planetside. Planet <laughs> like Warframe. Mm-hmm. And Battle Song Flipping. Though, to be honest, the Battle Song Flipping community is on Instagram. I do not have an Instagram, nor will I. Well, secondary is Reddit, and it's like I'll I'll settle for this because there's yeah. no since one since they does. don't know since uh, nobody knows I uh, my Reddit handle. That is the one nice thing about Reddit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you that I am in one secret Reddit, which is the seven-year Reddit. Nice. Yeah, I know. But they want me to not say anything about it. You know, it's like the Fight Club rules, but they mm-hmm. don't know who I am in real life, so... Yeah, <laughs> the only secret Reddit that my account ever got into was the Eternity Club because somebody gave me gold once back when that was all you could give it a post. <laughs> yeah, and that and you know, I still use an app for Reddit that is old and not updated. So all that new shit they added, like, is I don't see it. I use Apollo. Uh, yeah. I was using the Reddit app, but I use an app called ad- Now for Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Just anything that I don't have to deal with the ads. The ads were getting so out of hand mm-hmm. on the mobile. Yeah. And but anyways, getting we, all these like Reddit awards you can give people like Reddit Silver, like it was a joke before, and then they made yeah. it real. It's fucking stupid. No, yeah, I hate so Reddit. Where are we moving on to? Reddit and I its consequences it have been a disaster for the human race. Uh, don't get it <laughs> twisted. Um, and it is like the number five porn site in the world. Um, but uh, I I bring it up because there's a lot of people chasing clout. I, I I mentioned Reddit because it's like these people are definitely on Reddit, but you see it on TikTok, you see it on Twitter. There's sure. a lot of people who all of a sudden give a shit about Ukraine and have an anti-Russia stance, right? And they're yeah. like, oh my God, pay for you, pray for Ukraine. Please like and share my post. I need the numbers. Uh, but then in a couple weeks' time, assuming no mutually asserted destruction, they're not going to care about this, and they're going to forget, just like Crimea, right? They're going to oh, forget yeah. all about it. Yeah, no. This they, one... they can't even point to Crimea on the map. <laughs> That's next to Russia. That's all I know. <laughs> But, right. but the, the same thing happened in Crimea. Nobody cared. <laughs> oh, yeah. The only reason people care about Ukraine is because they are so prevalent in, like, uh, uh, pop culture. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, basically, if you like somebody from the Slavic countries, they're Ukrainian. Like, if you like a YouTuber that's in uh, Slavland, they're almost assuredly Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. There are a few exceptions, obviously, but... Um, yeah, no. Is it your? Uh, is it Boris? Oh, he he won't say which country he's from. He's he wants to unite all Slavs. That's what he says. Oh, okay. He also lives in Latvia, which is not a Slavic country. Right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Then he's he, fine. He moved there for work. Um, he was not. And born he's there. not moving back. <laughs> I don't think Latvia is a, a Slavic country. No. I don't know. No, I don't. Yeah, they. It's like northeastern Europe. Like yeah. No, I'm trying to think. They. They probably have a big Slav community. Oh, for sure, because it's geographically but... close to Slavland. <laughs> yeah, Slavlandia. I don't know the right uh, conjugation of yeah. land and Slav for that. But yeah. I'm not sure either. Anyways, this isn't a politics show, uh, yeah. but it was relevant, dear listener, to bring up that it is the 24th of February. Uh, I just turned 30, and I'm not ready for a draft. <laughs> but i'll go to the space force if they ask me if i, mean, if yeah. I get to pick at space force hell yeah absolutely sign me that's the fuck the up one that's the one least likely to be in war i know <laughs> yeah, uh, they might even be less likely to go than the coast guard that's pretty funny actually uh so a couple more things we wanted to bring up um also if you're wondering like this is uh, if you're looking at your time bar right now and wondering like yeah we we did plan on this being a short episode, will we make it short or will it end up being golden ratio hour, 30 minutes of uh, we're, we'll see. We're at 43 minutes right now, but I, <laughs> I only have a couple more things left on my list to talk about. We'll see what happens. In fairness, an hour and 30 minutes would be short. for yeah. <laughs> So obviously victims not here. So I promise to bring this up next time as well, 
but mm-hmm. I beat Scarlet Nexus. That game's 10 out of 10. Holy fucking shit. Like, oh my god. I, I put it off, right? Because I, I started playing it. I got to what was I thought was a big plot twist, right? Um, <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, but I was like, oh, this is a good stopping point. Uh, you know, the big twist is out. And it's like, all right, let, let's go finish Near Replicant because that game came out. Well, I mean, it came out a while back, but I, I finally got my hands on it. And uh, Destiny wanted to watch me play it. And um, she watched me play all the Dragon Guard games and Near Automata. So it's like, oh, yeah, like you can actually follow along. Like, and it's a good story. And yeah, I don't regret playing Near Replicant. Like, it was my number two best game of 2021, right? Number one being Cyberpunk, and it still is. Um, much to the dismay of uh, our, our our good friend uh, Tecker, who was on our show last time. Though I will, I would like to say, um, Tecker told me on Shipposter Club that uh, he gave Cyberpunk another chance after talking to me on our show and after the big 1.5 next gen update that fixed a lot of the bugs and uh, all the well, some of the problems that he talked about on the show, like he couldn't get immersed and so he just couldn't progress. Like he he, ah, he quit early, yeah. right? Uh, that I is now fixed, and he was able to immerse himself in the game, and he can't put it down. <laughs> and he's taking his time. Like I was like, how, how far are you? And he's like, dude, I'm, I'm just started Act 2. So he just finished the heist, right? Ugh. But he's like, I think he's like 20 hours in. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. No, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go back to it because I was in the middle of my, uh, uh, like, maximum difficulty run and i was just like man i'm done with like i just lost my will to play the game and towards almost act three i'm like one story mission away from starting act three mm-hmm. uh yeah on I'm your maximum like, difficulty yeah. run yeah well no actually oh, there's um, a bunny in the background yeah no she's she's checking things out that one is clara mm-hmm. dear I, listeners you'll have to watch the vod there is a bunny in the background yeah, she's uh, she's exploring because uh, I decided in my infinite wisdom after I finished cleaning my apartment up to just let the bunnies out when I'm home sometimes. And mm-hmm. uh, they do their Give own thing. Space. I'll be right back. Yeah. Well, now that you're just stuck with me for a few minutes, listeners, I will tell you all about bunnies. No, I'm kidding. But bunnies are pretty great. Uh, Dylan will have to come back through here and either he'll cut all this or he'll leave it. And he's sitting back down. I'm back. Hopefully that isn't a weird, awkward silence. No, I spoke in it and then I left you a good point <laughs> to uh, cut off if you're like, eh. I'm probably not going to edit this one. Um, <laughs> we've been having a pretty good track record of episodes that don't need to be edited. Um, so, uh, that aside, so Scarlet Nexus, right? Um, yeah. Anime, the RPG more so than persona even. You were telling me that there, uh, so I know there was an anime for the show, but you were telling me it was pretty bad, right? Uh, yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, it made both Giguk and, uh, mother's basements. I hate this anime of the year list, but I could be mistaken. I just remember it mm-hmm. being on. I remember them both mentioning it may have been a runner-up for Terrible Show. Mm-hmm. Like, I was kind of hoping that it wouldn't spoil the the show because in the game, uh, you can give gifts to your party members to raise your bond level with them, which allows, similar to Persona, it allows you to have more abilities in combat with them, right? My understanding is all that shit's cut from the anime. Well, my point was is uh, one of the things uh, you can gift your comrades, because they all like different shit. 
one of the girls likes anime. And in <laughs> universe, in Scarlet Nexus, um, basically uh, TLDR, um, world is kind of fucked. There's people with powers. People that have better powers than others get drafted into the military at a young age. And they're put on anti-aging drugs because the powers are correlated with brain health. And so they want them young, and they want them to stay young as long as possible, right? Oh, uh, yeah, keep those anime waifus teenage for as maximum time. I know. Like, you'd be chatting up some young high school girl, and it's like, I'm 40. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, no, but um, the in-universe, right, like, there's a lot of military propaganda that romanticizes the life of the, the people with the powers that get drafted into the military because they're fighting, like, monsters, right? <laughs> and part of this romanticization, uh, there in in universe, there is an anime that they made that stars actual characters in the game, but it's like totally exaggerated and not what they do all day. That's pretty good, actually. And, but... and one the the girl that likes the anime, like her sister who died in combat, was featured in the show, and she's like, "Oh my god, I want to see how they did her in this show." Oh, no. Thank you for gifting this to me, right? And it's like, oh, that's kind of sad, but kind of cute, but kind of sad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but so, I was kind of hoping the anime that they released was just that, right? But like, no, the anime is recapping the show or recapping the series. Um, my understanding, or recapping, not recapping the series, recapping the game. My understanding is the last episode, if you're like really into the lore of the land, is potentially worth watching because it does cover what happens after the end of the game a little bit. Um, well. The end of the game, after the end of the credits, there is so much closure. Like, there was, like, 30 minutes of closure after the credits. Oh, it was supposed, like, they mentioned, somebody mentioned, like, one of the reviews, because I, after I said that, I was like, well, here, I'll go read a couple of reviews on it. Mostly, there are only, like, three reviews on the anime, uh, like, that are written. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them mentioned that it covers, uh, like, the political fallout of everything at the end of the game. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Um. And... There's a lot of like political like mind gaming because like in the game you could pick either a dude or a girl right, and what's cool is neither of them are silent protagonists and their both their stories are taking place at the same time, right? Mm. And so these characters cross paths all the fucking time. If you watch the show, you'd probably know that, I guess, because it spoils the fucking game. Um... Yeah, at it <laughs> in the first episode, it tells it spoils who the big bad is. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, no, pretty much everybody who cared about the game was really mad about that one. Yeah, I bet, because that was such a cool reveal. That was when I put the game down for Near Replicant. I was like, ah, that guy must be a villain, right? <laughs> like, he just did some crazy shit. But then uh, the depth of his plotting and everyone, all the other villains plotting, like, was not known to me. And there was, like, a plot twist every fucking chapter that I did not see coming, right? It was refreshingly original, like, in terms of, a, like, an RPG, right? Yeah, I started it up and then i was i just wasn't in the mood to really like play a long video game oh yeah it's long like um i think i beat it in 60 hours oh wow um which is pretty long for an action game and i i say action game this ain't dark souls this is not devil may cry this is kingdom hearts right like your stats matter a bit more than your skill but you're still going to be dodging things and inputting combos right so I would compare it to Kingdom Hearts before I would compare it to like Metal Gear Rising or to uh, Dark Souls. It's just not that. Yeah, I'd also like. Yeah, I. Oh, that's right. I also canceled my Games Pass for a while because I was just like, I'm. 
I'm not using not it using at the it. moment. Yeah. I'll just pick it back up when I need I'm it. I'm using the shit out of it because I bought an Xbox. Like That's I... fair. Oh no, definitely mm-hmm. it, like when there's a game that I don't want to buy and but I really want to play it, I'll just reinstall games or mm-hmm. re-up my games pass for a month or whatever. Like I fully intend when I bought my Xbox, I fully intended to buy Scarlet Nexus at full price. Uh but it got onto Game Pass before I had a chance to swipe the credit card, so I was like, "Oh, oh let me just play it for free." Um, but, uh, if it ever leaves game pass, I might buy it anyway, or I might, when it's going out, I might get it on discount. Cause, um, I do want to go back and play the girl's story because, um, there comes a point where the parties come together and they talk about the shit they went through. Right. And so I got like the secondhand POV of what some of the plot twists in her arc were, but like the presentation value in the dude's arc that I did see was so high that it's like, I feel like I would really enjoy playing through it again as her. I started as her because uh, whenever I play uh, video games, I basically do a coin flip uh, between (laughs) male or female because it very rarely doesn't matter. And though there are some games I have to tell you, like the saints row games always play female protagonist because it's just hilarious hearing the shit she says in compar- like coming out of, I don't know what it is about a, a woman be saying some of the things that you know, like a woman yelling "suck my dick" sounds way better than a man yelling it, just for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know why. Funny, yeah, yeah, it's funnier because she has no dick, or yeah, no, as far as I you know, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, she's my character. I know, right? <laughs> it's no, hilarious. It, yeah, I get yeah. it. Uh, and so with Scarlet Nexus, right? It's like. um so the dude is like the, this, you know, child of privilege. His dad's like the leader of everybody. He's like the super president of, of oh, the fucking super president of the fucking Earth people. Vladdy uh, daddy, he's, Earth people. He's the Vladdy daddy of of the Earth people. Uh, and um, and then the girl, she's just a soldier, right? And like, yeah, no, she's just a she's soldier with um, complicated psychic backstory. powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, psychic powers uh, off the chart. Yeah, like she's basically bar none the best, like magic powers girl that they've ever had and there's uh, so many cool twists like i really think you should play through it i don't want to really like spoil these cool oh, twists okay. but like i it's you know worth playing. i'll go ahead and do that like um so uh, so everybody else knows that uh what's going on vic and some other melomancers and i have uh uh fallen into the trap that is minecraft again for a bit but mm-hmm. once that that's over which it will be either this month or the next cuz that's how those things go. I might be sooner rather than later Victor's going to be playing uh fucking Elden Ring until he drops dead. That's true. <laughs> um but after after his mom resuscitates him or whoever, uh maybe it'll be Ziggy that um yeah. that, uh, that resuscitates him. But uh yeah, so anyways, he'll get resuscitated and he'll finish up there. And when we're done with that, I'll have to go find my own game because uh, uh, there's no fucking MMO I'm going to play anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Lost Ark is uh, scary as shit for how many people that are just immediately jumping into it and being like, yeah, this is great, everyone. Like, I don't trust it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Scarlet Nexus would be a great candidate for your in-between game because it's single player only. It's oh. chill. Honestly, the reveal of who the final boss is isn't that big of a deal because he's kind of sketchy the whole time. That's right? fair. And there's so many other twists and turns that, like, it, I kept, I, I remember I sat there and I'm like, oh, this has got to be the final chapter. I better save, make multiple <laughs> saves, make sure I save in the standby phase in case I need to level up some more. And I went through, like, four different dungeons that felt final. 
and none of them were the final dungeon. Oh, that's pretty good. I love that. It reminded me of my playthrough of uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Like, oh, okay. the last, like, three missions, like, I was like, oh, this feels final. This feels final. This is probably the last mission. No, it's not. There's more. Why the fuck is there more? <laughs> like, it keeps going. Like, that, I got that feeling from Scarlet Nexus, mostly because I didn't know who the final boss was, because it was actually not that obvious that it was that guy. Because, like, he's, he's an antagonist the whole time. Sure. Sure. Right? But, like, who, what's his goal? Is he really going to fight us at the end? Right? Like, is there another force to fight? Like, it's always a mystery the whole time, um, which is why it's kind of shitty that the anime is like, oh, here's your final boss. Like, that's shitty. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You also, know, the final game. boss fight was really good. Like, I was like on like it, it was like off the rails, like Kingdom Hearts 2's final boss. But it was like it was like that. It was in that ballpark. It wasn't oh, that's good. quite right. Like, I don't think anything will top how over the top ridiculous that final boss battle was. If you've never played Kingdom Hearts 2, YouTube the final boss fight. Like it's fucking stupid, <laughs> in in the good way, but um, this bo- final boss fight was kind of crazy like that, um, but like the gameplay is very fun, like especially once you unlock the ability to, uh, so so the gameplay loop revolves around tapping into your allies' powers in your party, right? Right. You, it's so you, like if you're playing the girl, you throw things good mm-hmm. uh, with your mind. You telekinesis good, but if you tap into your allies' powers, you can. You can throw Tell things good that are lightning, or you can yeah. make duplicates of yourself and throw more things good. Yeah. Um, or you can turn invisible and then throw things good for double damage one time, right? Like, And it's the same story with the dude. He has the same power, telekinesis, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, they have the same power, but he he's, like, moving his sword with his mind. So, like, he'll slice things like a samurai, and then he'll just, like, throw his sword like a lightsaber. And then, uh, that's like, pretty good. Like, draw with it. Well, as long as he doesn't teleport to us, then otherwise he'd be Noctis. Right. No, he's he does it definitely doesn't feel like Noctis. There's no teleporting of any sort. <laughs> Though his party does get a teleporting character, so he actually can teleport. Um, oh, that's pretty hilarious actually. <laughs> but then the the girl, the knife girl, she gets the super speed girl in her party. And so like there's these enemies that you have to hit them from range, but like neither of them really have a range weapon. Yeah, sure, the girl's got throwing knives, but it's like a cloud of death around you, right? And like a little bit in front of you, it's not really a ranged weapon, right? Right. But uh, so what she has to do to kill those types of enemies is activate the super speed girl, get up to them and knock them over, and then they they die really quick when you knock them over. Their weak spot is exposed. Uh, and for the guy, you just do a teleport attack like you're Noctis. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, and the powers complement each other really well. And yeah, it, that was one thing that I really did like about the game. Like, mm-hmm. I'm barely into it, but. I've, I've, I really did like how unique all the powers look mm-hmm. in, like, because they give you a nice, like, at the very beginning of the game, they give you a nice little, well, this, you know, like, we're clearly in the middle of the story, but now we're at the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I don't know, they just did a good job of showing, like, giving me a small showcase of, like, some of the characters to be like, yeah, they have powers that they do. Japanese have been knocking it out of the park with giving teenagers powers lately of just being like, this is a little boring of a power, but we're going to make it exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Hero Academia. E- the even the, <laughs> right. Well, even the, the, the girl with the clairvoyant vision, like her power is cool too. Cause like it, it reveals all invisible enemies and it makes their weak points glow. And it makes, it gives you like twice or three times the dodge window for a perfect dodge. <laughs> and then when you do a perfect dodge with her power on, you do like five times the damage. Like 
it it's worth using. Every power is worth using. None of them are useless. That's uh, well, no. There's one really useless weird. power. It's telekinesis. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you mean our base power? Yeah. So there, uh, there, there's a part in the game where uh, you have the other main character in your party, and you can oh. use the little SAS skill with the telekinesis, and all it does is uh, you can throw things for free. Like it doesn't take your purple bar. And then you can hold both triggers down, and you can lift everything that's liftable in the area and throw them all at once, which does a lot of damage. But it's like there's better ways to do damage than that. Yeah, I was gonna say that that's cool in theory, but you know that. Funny enough, uh, I forget who it was. I think it was Yahtzee. He made a joke about it. it's like, oh no, it wasn't Yahtzee. Sorry, it was one of the reviews. Yahtzee, I think, loved it. Uh, but uh, it was one of the uh, reviews about the anime being like they in the anime they show uh, one monster getting killed by cannons. And it's like, so why do we use these powers at all if cannons work? That's a good point. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, if guns work, why do I need complicated t- teenager? There's, there's actually power? a big commentary in the game. Like apparently like all the uh, little advertisements and all the little like digital signs in the world are only visible to people who have powers and everyone has fucking powers. And there are people that don't have powers. They're called duds, and society looks down on them like they're nothing, like they're dirt. They're second-class citizens, and that's actually a huge plot point in the game, right? Because that's Man, that's bullshit. Like the way they, they treat them. Should have given them. you a dud that ha- uses a gun. <laughs> that would, that like, would be hilarious, right? Like, like, oh yeah, I'm actually really useful because guns are great. Everybody. Yeah, but like they they thought that through. They're like. Most people have powers. They're just not good enough for military use. But if you have powers, you get this benefit of seeing all the cool like digital shit. Um, That's actually a really cool way to uh, disparage the uh, the people that are lesser. Yeah, like that. That actually ends up being a huge plot point. Like the world is, feels really fleshed out, which is why it's disappointing to hear that the anime wasn't very good because there's enough backstory and world building and cool characters that they could have easily made a cool show. Honestly, like, they would have done better if they had it not be about the main characters. Yeah, if it was about a different set of characters, like, uh, for example, there is a commanding officer uh, that briefly serves with your party for the me- for the dude's um, adventure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't become a permanent party member, whereas the commander for the girls' platoon does. Um, and that dude apparently has a storied history and is sort of looked up to by other characters. And his a, a backstory about him would have been cool. Well, right, it, like, um, you know, who else did a really good uh, anime, or I guess it wasn't technically anime, the Final Fantasy XV's right. uh, prequel shit, where it's like, oh, yeah, no, this is, and they even make a reference in it of it in the, like, the game a couple of times. Like, yeah, uh, like, that really happened, and uh, it's inconsequential. Yeah, I mean, it was important stuff, like, uh, but, like, uh, how, what was it, the... Uh, Fuck, I'm forgetting. Uh, I'm forgetting uh, party mom's name for some reason. Ignis. Ignis. He makes. He has a one-off line where he's putting on the ring. He's like, "King's Glaive can do it. I can do it." Right. Like all that stuff actually happened. Yeah. And like they retconned a bunch of cutscenes from the King's Glaive movie into a cutscene in 15 for an update. I really wish they would have just had full ass Brotherhood episodes as like dreams. Like sleep at a hotel. Maybe an episode will play until eventually That's- you see them all. Yeah, that would make sense. That would have been uh, 10 out of 10. Like, nobody would have complained and everyone would have been happy. Yeah. I mean, that 15 was a comedy of errors as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I that... still love it, but it, it could have been so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, you're hoping 16 doesn't suck. Yeah, well, 
Uh, I'll ask victim how it is because uh, I'm not gonna buy a PS5. <laughs> what you don't? What, what you don't want to pay the scalper price? No. If there's a PC version and if it's Linux compatible, well, I guess the technical term is Steam Deck compatible these days, right? Uh, but apparently Elden Ring is Steam Deck compatible, which means it runs on my computer without a problem. I don't even have to think about it. Like you know, that's how I Linux bet, compatibility is these days. I bet a lot of. I bet a lot of the new games will be Steam Deck compatible if they're being mm-hmm. released on Steam. Which means my computer can play them probably on day one, uh, which means I'm definitely not going back to Windows. <laughs> I really yeah. don't have a reason now. Oh, yeah. No, if we want to talk shit about Windows, nah, but I think that's better saved for a bigger episode. Because yeah. the we- Windows rabbit hole is vast. The Windows rabbit hole is vast. I just wanted to point out that I beat Scarlet Nexus. Do you want to talk about the Nintendo Direct? I think we should at least mention it because before we forget about it, <laughs> it'll never get mentioned because uh, it happened during the down, like during the window, which the show was like, oh, we'll be a week off and then we'll be another week off. <laughs> right. So the Nintendo Direct happened. There was some cool shit in it. Um, like uh, for I, I thought of you when it, when it first started, I was like Fire Emblem Warriors to make it another one. That's cool. Yeah, You like Fire Emblem I, Warriors, right? I do. Um Honestly, the Dynasty Warriors games are the weakest of the Warriors games nowadays. Yeah, like there are better Musos out there. Well, that are made by the same company, <laughs> no less. Um, no, the Fire Emblem Warriors was really great. Um, mm-hmm. I I never did the uh, Zelda or Hyrule Warriors because they're kind of the predecessor to the Fire Emblem Warriors, mm-hmm. which makes them not as good. Well, the sec there, there was a second one that came out after. Fire Emblem Warriors. It was. Like, there was Hyrule Warriors, which you're right to skip, because it's probably not good. Um, unless you're, like, a Super Zelda fan, which I'm not. Um, then there was Fire Emblem Warriors that you you played and you liked. And then they made Hyrule Warriors 2, which Oh, is... I didn't realize that was after. Yeah. That okay, was actually that one... very recent. You could talk to Victim about that. He's played it. Oh, okay. I bet it's good, uh, because yeah. I, I It served as a they... prequel to Breath of the Wild, so, like, they, they tried to do some story stuff with it. Mm. Um, I mean, there are always stories in, in the games. The it's the story doesn't have to be great. It's just a vehicle to get me from one battle to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, the I do I will get that one because there was something about uh, three houses that I just didn't want to do. I think it was the fact that it was one of those games that you have to play like three times through to get the full story. Or no, somebody said it was four actually for Good that God. one because there's like a combined story arc. Maybe that's uh, how um, that's what you, where Yoko Taro got the idea because uh, Dragon Guard One um, was a a Warriors game, basically a Muso, right? Yeah, that's the kind of game it was, and um, you had to play through it like five times to get all the endings. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> like, I don't like, I don't want to have to play through it over and over again because, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> that's just all it comes. That's totally down reasonable. To. <laughs> uh, like. I'm okay with having to do New Game Plus to get, like, a, the real ending, but also, YouTube exists. Like, I'll just mm-hmm. watch the other ending. I, I've i long since stopped caring about achievements. Yeah, same. Like, I'll get them when I get them, but I don't, like... Well, the PlayStation term was platinum a game. Platinuming a game. I don't even remember if I platinumed any games. Like, I've never been much of an achievement hunter. Yeah, I completed... So... I completed all of the achievements in Oblivion. Um, As one does. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think I did Halo 3, but I could also be wrong about that one. 
but yeah, and Skyrim on the Xbox. I did that one too. Uh, I I did both Oblivion and Skyrim for the Xbox. I finished both of those, but like, and probably Fallout Three in New Vegas because those games were games that I played endlessly, basically, mm. uh, when they came out. But yeah, no, they there came a point where I just I don't know what it was. I woke up one day and I realized that the meaningless points were meaningless. <laughs> um, and they didn't serve, they didn't enrich my life in any way. And I'm not disparaging people who get something from it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying personally, I got nothing from it. And I realized I was getting nothing from it. I was just continuing to play games I didn't want to play for the points. And uh, yeah, so I stopped. Yeah, I only, I, I only play games I want to play. So I'll get achievements as I, as they come. You know? Yeah, and the, yeah, no, definitely. I, I'm big on playing games that I only want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah oh nintendo direct right um, so yeah back on the subject of the direct uh i was pretty happy to see advance wars uh it's a remake but like that game was the shit yeah no a lot of the nintendo direct is just like things coming like remakes mm-hmm. and things coming to the u.s that were not in the u.s before like um most of the nest games Right, I think mm-hmm. I think they're missing one of them still, even after well, that announcement. I have more. <laughs> oh no, Ness! Like, uh, sorry, Ness, the uh, character, not Ness, the the console. Nintendo oh, right, system. the Mother series, right? Earth yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're bringing most of them, but I think there, somebody mentioned that there's still one that's not on the list. Dear listeners, that joke was funny because uh, in a previous episode, I mentioned how I have an emulator on my Xbox uh, using dev mode and somebody slipped me a archive of all the NES games ever. There's like a, like over a thousand of them and I have them all on a well, hard drive. <laughs> yeah. So Dylan here doesn't care about those. Right. I'm, I might never play them, but I have them. They're oh, good to go. Yeah. That's all right. Every time I show up at your house from now on, I'm going to, uh, until I beat it, I'm going to play, uh, link to the past so like two hours a day like two hours every week i'm gonna throw in the link to the past i don't know aj seemed to like it so yeah and it gets him off minecraft which is good um he's been playing that a bit much he is learning uh how to play minecraft at an alarming pace like um earlier today he was making spawners like he was putting down the spawner blocks and then taking the spawn eggs and like making a mushroom spawner making a spider spawner and he's like dad look i made a mushroom spawner for you it's my favorite minecraft mob and i'm just like how'd you do that you can do that he's like yeah you put this down you put the egg inside and then it becomes a spawner for that monster and i'm like where the fuck do you learn that (laughs) who taught you this i think he saw it on youtube but But still uh, that's pretty impressive like it considering that he can't read uh but he can figure all that stuff out and he was making tents and he was like making a pirate ship and it's like it's really primitive but like all the stuff i built in minecraft before i learned how to really build was primitive i get it i get it you know i mean don't worry everybody's first building is a dirt box yeah like like he is beyond that step which is just wild to me um anyway uh more about nintendo direct so victim he he's not here right now so i'm gonna bring this up again next time but um he beat Xenogears on stream just in time for Elden Ring, by the way. Holy shit. That was close. Yeah. He put in like a seven hour day yesterday so he could have it done. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's impressive. Uh, but I'm glad he did it because I knew as soon as Elden Ring came out, he was going to drop Xenogears and he was so close to the end. I didn't think he'd finish it after going back. He'd be like, I'm not going back. Um, 
so and he loved it he said it was in his top five, i think he said top five like his twitter he, he made a tweet about it he's like this is one of my top five for sure it's that good and yeah, yeah. xeno gears is that good um and now yeah but i like all the xeno games like yeah. story-wise at least i've not played all of them because mm-hmm. i didn't have a playstation fair or any of the consoles that any of them were on right um and but you have I a switch watch- now so you can play one xenoblade chronicles one and two I could, or I could just watch them on YouTube. Right. Well, you watched me play through two, so you already yes, know I what did. happens in two. But uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 1 Definitive Edition, which comes with a expansion that wasn't part of the original game, mm-hmm. that is out. That is a really good. I've played like the first couple chapters of it, but I dropped it for other games. And given how much I absolutely love Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it's kind of a shame that I dropped Xenoblade Chronicles 1. And I definitely want to go back and finish it before 3 comes out because, holy shit, that announcement, well, I did not expect a Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It is a sequel to both Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2 because, uh, spoiler, Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2 happened at the same time. Um, mm. Yeah. Which was actually super neat. Uh, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is a sequel to them both. Yeah. Um, and because of that, you can play 1 and 2 in either order and and feel good about it. Um, yeah, honestly, if they've redone one, they should have added like a, a small little back and forth, not like with the characters seeing each other, mm-hmm. but they drop in two that one is happening at the same time. Right. Uh, they like just uh, like it's not even a throwaway line. It's like a line during the final boss fight where right. you could hear Shulk. But I don't think they planned for that because the games came oh, out very two, far apart one. from each other. No, no, no. One did not plan for two to happen, but they could have come. They could have ADR'd some shit in the final boss fight mm-hmm. of one, to where they heard, uh, "We could show them a thing or three. <laughs> Sorry, well, I love they that. just could have shown us like the the silhouette of the of the oh, the architect oh, yeah. guy, uh, because you know, just give, give us like a shot of him, like out of context, and explain nothing. Like that would have been the, the yeah. Xenoblade Chronicle two guys going, "Huh, oh, I know what that is." <laughs> yeah, they could have done that. Like, yeah. but I I assume they're gonna tie everything together very quickly in three, just yeah. to like do a recap between one and two. Also, the expansion that came with Definitive Edition, I think, also ties it together because it's sort of a. Oh, is it like the? It's already uh, a sequel to them both because it, it takes place afterwards, right? Um, oh, I was gonna say, is it like the uh, where Rex meets Shulk in uh, the uh, no, two? No, no, <laughs> nothing like that. However, I I don't know what happens. It's called Future Connected. Right, that's oh, the name okay. of the expansion, and I don't know what the fuck it's about because I am not unspoiled. And well, you I'm need gonna to keep get it on way. that before three happens. Then I do, I absolutely do. Uh, yeah. Time is a wasting. Um, well, let's see what other big things happened in the direct. I forget. Uh, Kirby, a big mouthful. Yeah. Kirby <laughs> is here, and he's here to deliver us from our sins. I don't remember the last time we had um, a new Kirby game. I'm not much of a Kirby player. Like I I I enjoy playing Kirby in Smash, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I enjoyed the Kirby games before, but I don't think that uh, the new one is up my alley to be honest. Oh. Uh, so let's see. It uh, might it might be interesting cuz like I've been trying to entice uh my kids to like platforming games cuz like they're very accessible to kids. Um, and I don't want to just play Minecraft all the time, right? Like, can't just play Minecraft all the time. <laughs> no, you need to broaden your horizons. Uh, so I, uh, he, my, my older son, AJ, he's been really liking, uh, Jersey Devil, which is an old PS1 <laughs> title that I've been playing for him. 
but he gets a little stressed out during some of the more tense parts of the game when we're fighting monsters, um, which is reasonable because that game kind of looks nightmarish. Uh, <laughs> and so I've recently been branching out and we've been playing uh, the second Gex game, the good one. Um, ah. Not to be confused with the third one that wasn't as good. Uh, but we've been playing, we started playing through that. We're like two levels in and we haven't played it since. Um, I'll probably play some more for him tomorrow because he, he's sort of in trouble. Like, uh, oh, I see. he was playing Minecraft tonight and, uh, sometimes when it's bedtime, right. Cause he's four, right. Like he doesn't go to school yet. Um, yeah. but when it's time for bed and if he was playing Minecraft and he doesn't want to give up the controller to save his world and he freaks out or screams or anything, we say, Hey, if you freak out, you're not going to play tomorrow. Right. Uh, and that's been, that does work most nights where he would just calmly give over the controller and be like, all right, fine, here you go. I'll play tomorrow. Uh, but sometimes he flips out and if he flips out, it's like, all right, you're not going to play tomorrow. And right. You got to, when you set boundaries, you got to hold true though. Exactly. And conveniently that happened today. Cause uh, I didn't want him to play tomorrow anyway. I want to play, right? It's my weekend. Uh, <laughs> I work today. It's my, it was my, this is my Friday night at work. Like I work Tuesday through, uh, sorry, Sunday through Thursday. Right. So, it's Friday night and tomorrow I'm going to play some video games with my kids and that's going to be great. Yeah. Um, and now I have like the perfect alibi. Like, no, you're in trouble. Remember you can't go play Minecraft. Let's go play something else. Let's play soul yeah, caliber. Like, <laughs> no, force your kids into fighting games. There We've played, go. I've played soul caliber with him before. He beat me a couple times, but I wasn't oh, well, playing. I, any, I wasn't playing anybody. I knew how to play. <laughs> you weren't playing uh, uncle Sam. No, he, he likes playing grow the purple sword guy. Cause he likes oh. purple's his favorite color. And, and so he likes the purple sword man. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, you know, I got a hard drive full of emulators. So it's like uh, finding something to play is not hard. There's so much. Yeah. Um, well, it's exciting. Yeah. Once he gets a little bit older and that hand-eye coordination comes up, go play the Mega Man games with him. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for him to learn how to read. Like once he can learn how to read, he can play a lot more games on his own and figure it out. Yeah. Um, they go, oh, Older Final Fantasies, yeah. Like, older Final Fantasies. Although, um, he probably wouldn't enjoy the NES ones, because they're just that old. Yeah. Look a little off. Um, yeah. Although, that would be... I don't know. Getting him, like, into the things that you liked, that that's a... Mm. It's tough. I mean, I gotta admit, I liked Minecraft, too, when, I, when it first came out, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's a... 12 years ago, or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> It's a surprisingly solid game, and it's still being updated. I know. And so I'm not upset that he likes it, too. Uh, but I want him to play other shit. So Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's tough. But luckily, there's other games that he still asks me to play for him. And before he played Minecraft, he was really uh, into Stardew Valley, but he can't read. So he just, like, walks around until he passes out at night because <laughs> he doesn't know how to play. Like, But he knows a little <laughs> that- bit. But that's just a funny concept. He walks around until he passes out. Stardew Valley is one of those games. It's like um, Twitch plays Pokemon. Like you can't really fail. So, but so an AI could like stumble through it, and that's that's what he's doing right now. <laughs> he's a one man Twitch plays Pokemon playing oh, Stardew Valley. Speaking of Pokemon, once he can read Pokemon, yeah, he could just straight up play Pokemon. Um, yeah, I still have a Nintendo Switch. I could still buy games for it. I'm not opposed to hooking it up. I mean, it is hooked up. I just need to plug it in. Yep. Or turn it on. Go, you know what would be a fun one? Probably for him. Hmm. And this is something for you to consider as he gets a little bit older. Get him like a uh, 3DS. 
Do they still make those? I mean, GameStop has them. Hmm. You you can find one is what I'm getting at. Whether it's new, eh. But I'm because that would allow him to have like the the like personal space that a handhold will provide in a house mm-hmm. where he has a younger brother and two parents. Yeah. Um, the the inherent privacy of a of a handheld game. Yeah. Is appealing. Yeah, and the Pokemon for the handhelds are far simpler than the newer one, I think. Yeah. And I, I remember like my first like PSP very fondly because it is that inherent privacy of a handheld game, right? Like the the stories of the games I played weren't that good, but I appreciated them way the hell more than any console game because like take Kingdom Hearts, for example. I, I played through Kingdom Hearts in front of my parents because we had one room and a TV and it was embarrassing. And it's like, this is dumb. I'm not going to play it. Like, yeah, I don't even like Disney. <laughs> But it, yeah, no, it like when you, it, it gives him that privacy that he wouldn't otherwise have. And mm-hmm. also I would argue that the 3DS games are phenomenal across the board and it's the good, right size for his hands. That's He's good not going to cramp his hands play like, cause I bet like even holding a switch for you is a little hand crampy. Yeah. It? It's kind of crappy. And for him, it's a little bit too big. Yeah. Um, hmm. So also, you probably don't want to hand him a two hundred dollars switch uh, yeah. when a temper tantrum might pop up at any point in time. Yeah, I've seen oh, how like far he throws the fucking like Amazon tablet I bought him. Right, like uh, yeah, good thing it has a rubber case. It is designed to be thrown. They, they yeah. knew what they were doing. Yeah, but the, that's exactly what I was thinking too because I've seen him uh, do that while I've been present, where he's just pitched it because I don't know some flappy bird knockoff made him mad yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but he, he, he's understanding boundaries. Like, he doesn't throw the Xbox controller. He used to when he first started playing, and we was like, no, if you do that, you're never going to touch it again. Like, <laughs> like, this is expensive. Yeah. And he gets it, it now. Like, he's learning. He's, oh, he is actually really smart. Speaking of, for Xbox controllers, Dylan. Um, oh, boy, what's that? No, no, no. I was just going to show you this. This, this is my little charger. It's not plugged in. It's actually just a set piece right now <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not using any controller games, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, to keep, but it's a nice little charger, but it's a little stand too, and it just gives you a separate like uh, battery pack, so you don't have to be blowing oh. away double A's. I go through a lot of double A's. It's kind of shocking how quickly those controllers die. <laughs> yeah, well, the, when they're left on all the time, that happens. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, it would be a good choice, I think, for you. Uh, if you're going to have somebody playing it constantly mm-hmm. to just have those. And it'll also allow you to be like, okay, it's on the charger. We need to put it down for a while. while yeah. the- Whereas with the batteries, it's like, Hey, can you give me more batteries? And it's like, okay, let me find it. it. Allows, yeah. It allows you to have some built in yeah. boundaries. Uh, that's not a bad understand. idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's about the cost of a controller, but honestly, I kind I like the stand that it has too. That's mm-hmm. the big like that was the thing that sold me on it rather than just getting like yeah. the like you've seen my stands those are like little three printed things that mm-hmm. the the controllers sit on yeah kind of nice actually yeah this one does light up too uh, but mm-hmm. again I don't have it plugged in right now because it's it's a paperweight for my nice uh, I I think that was technically a dish towel uh, there's a little consignment shop here that re- mm-hmm. brings in stuff from uh, underprivileged countries and uh, sells them so they like in a fair trade kind of way. And I occasionally get it. 
while this is technically a uh, dish towel, I actually use it as a spread on my desk so I can have food that may or may not be messier, like the uh, chicken curry yeah. or the lamb curry I had tonight. Ooh. And if it gets on that, it's a lot easier to clean because I just throw it in the washer. Yeah, it's literally a dish towel. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it also that. keeps that, like, uh, you know, that steam off the mm-hmm. uh, nice, cheap uh, veneer finish. Uh-huh. I, but, yeah, I've seen that desk in person. It's nice. Like, oh yeah, it's a it it is a nice desk, but it also is a cheap desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, all things considered, like it's sturdy, but I don't think it's uh, like when this desk finally goes, it will go. <laughs> like I won't. Yeah, I won't be sad about losing this desk when it finally goes. Yeah, whereas uh, my desk is actually very solid. You help me put it together. Yeah, no, oh. that that yours is a heavy desk. Um, yeah. And I don't yeah. have very much on it. Like, yeah, my computer's on it. My computer's kind of heavy, but my monitors aren't on it. If they're mounted on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I both of my monitors are technically mounted on my desk because I've got one on the regular, like, monitor stand, with, and then the other's on an arm. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a really nice way to do it too. Yeah, yeah. No, I I like the setup, and you know, eventually I'm going to convince you, or Destiny, <laughs> or both, to come out here and say see the place. Like, F- I want to. It's just there's so many logistics with visiting people uh-huh. because it's like, is somebody watching the kids? Or are they coming with me? Right. Yeah. And what are they going to do while we're there? <laughs> yeah. Honest. Well, funny enough, I've got spring break in the not too distant future, hmm. uh, like in a couple of weeks. That's a good point. And, yeah. If you guys want like to like help, you know what we could do? We could do a day trip. Like I could go down there, park my car in your driveway, and we'll talk about this later. Obviously, with your wife because she needs to approve all plans. Yeah, <laughs> and actually plan them because we rely on her to do everything that we do. Yeah, because like I I can make plans and I can execute plans, but like, what if she doesn't like my plan? <laughs> yes. Uh, also, your wife is far more sociable than the rest of us, so if uh, mm-hmm. you anybody's going to get somebody else to watch the kids, it's going to be her. That's a good point. Uh, Though my sister owes me a favor, so I mean, oh. I could cash that in. Eh, if, <laughs> if you want to. But what I was going to suggest is at some point we could do, a, you guys could do like a day trip. Like I could drive my car down there in the morning, like say a Saturday when I'm not mm-hmm. uh, working at the Paella place. Oh yeah, I'm doing that on Saturday. Oh yeah, right you're now. telling me you got like yeah, a yeah, I work in a food truck on Saturdays, essentially, at the farmers market. We're doing the uh, training right now because essentially what's going to happen is sometime in June, the owner and operator is going to take off for a month, so he he can take his uh, daughter on a senior trip. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> so they're going to take off for a month and go to like Europe or something. Um, well, I wouldn't go to Europe right now. <laughs> no, no, I think it'll be Western <laughs> Europe, so it'll be fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're going to he- head out. And so, yeah, right now we're doing more weekend. Like, I'll probably have a couple, like, between, like, uh, April and May where I don't work. But, yeah, at least. But it was always like, just a part-time gig while you're in school. Like, that's the yeah. that's your primary objective and your needs are met. So. Oh, yeah. No, basically, I use the money I make from that just to not fundamentally not pay for food during the week and eat whatever i want like because i make them like i make good money like uh the 
I've worked two weeks or two Saturdays so far. Mm -hmm. The first Saturday I got paid $85 just in tips. Mm -hmm. And then the second Saturday I got paid $90 in tips. So $85 and $90. So $175 for two weeks of food. Easy. I still have money (laughs) that I didn't spend on it. And food trucks are like super popular. Like I never even heard of a food truck until I started like uh, my, my current job. And then also in college, like there was a food truck that uh, showed up <laughs> like once a week. And I, I'd never seen a food truck before that. I'm like, why would someone buy food from a truck? And it's like, now I'm like, oh, this is like, if I were to open a restaurant, fuck restaurant, just get a food truck. Like, Oh yeah, actually funny enough, <laughs> we could talk about that, but I, I talked to the owner about that. that. So how this whole thing started about, I was writing a profile piece for, one of my classes on mm-hmm. I was going to do it on the Olympia's far- farmers market. I live in Olympia, everybody. I'm sorry. <gasps> <laughs> I know it's fine. Uh, Vladdy daddy is listening to me. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, so I started that up and uh, went to the farmer's market, did a profile piece on the owner because I just mm-hmm. needed a subject for my profile piece. And I was like, Oh, I'll just interview him. I know him. I'll ask him stuff. And yeah, one of the things he mentioned is he makes, way more money doing this than he did when he had a brick and mortar yeah i'm not surprised because he doesn't pay a whole bunch of people he pays himself and the other person that's working that day right and then uh he doesn't have to pay rent oh yeah no he pays for maybe the parking spot maybe i well the farmer's market it is technically a truck but he's like pulled the wheels off and it sits on uh uh blocks oh it's like permanently there yeah 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 Mm. but he actually also has a truck himself that just kind of mm-hmm. doesn't go anywhere right now, unless he's doing like a, uh, uh, the state fairs or something. Cause he's, that's what he cut his teeth on doing this with mm-hmm. like in the truck was at state fairs. And then somebody, somebody who knew somebody was like, Hey, we really like your food. We have an open spot at the farmer's market here in Olympia. You want it? He's like, sure. Why not? And bam, here we are today. Nice. I remember uh, my office used to be in um, in one of the buildings around Pine- uh, not Pioneer Square. Uh, what's that other place? Holy shit, I forgot. It's like on the corner of Fourth and Pine. What's that place called? It's like the oh. old shopping mall. Fuck me. What the fuck uh, is that called? In Seattle. Mind. I'm sorry. On Fourth and Pine, it was what the Westlake Center. Okay. Right. Good. So there's this this place it's really close to the convention center so if you've ever been to like a convention in seattle like pax or something or comic-con you've probably seen the westlake center um yeah i went to a sakura con one year yeah and uh one thing that i noticed when i started working at this office was that um there are four food trucks there every day and they're different trucks every day and there are some good ass fucking food on those the, trucks, uh, and these these are not on bricks. They 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 drove in. They, yeah. They parked. They 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 deployed their sunderer, and then they they serve the food. <laughs> right. Oh man, that would be a great skin for a sunderer, a food truck. Oh, that'd be great. We need to get. Oh. We need to tell Rel. You need like a hot dog topper for the sunderer. <laughs> be like, I want my food truck, or like a giant taco. <laughs> you know, just something that that would be great. And when it deploys, it instead of having like the menu there, it's got uh, mm-hmm. like a dude like a dude handing out a hot dog. <laughs> oh, but uh, no, like I, well, I was in Seattle. Uh, so when I, I was big into play day, play day, payday two for a while. And uh, they had a uh, payday two convention out there where I met basically all the voice actors. Was it at the same time as a different convention that was going on at the same time? Yeah. 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 They, they were doing, uh, it was like a, a real E3, not E3, one of the other gaming 
It was PAX. Game. I think it was PAX. PAX. Yeah, PAX was happening. And one of the days of PAX, they're like, hey, we want to double that. Like, basically, the Payday 2 guys were like, well, we want to just have this happen. They have had an open bar, which was great. Um, I've got a picture of me uh, uh, with uh, the voice actress for Vanille because she was uh, voicing mm-hmm. a new character at the time. Vanille from uh, Final Fantasy XIII, who was voicing yep. someone in Payday 2, which was this small convention happening at the same time as a larger convention, conveniently in the same town a block away. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I promise, listeners, I'm going to connect this to the food trucks, okay? Okay. Uh, so, But yeah, no, I was just like, they. it was really cool meeting because you got to meet them like uh mm-hmm. like the voice actors uh for the thing and like touch their hands and stuff this was before long before covid everybody mm-hmm. we didn't have for those of you in the future with your mandalorian helmets on we didn't even have face masks yet at the time <laughs> you were weird if you covered your face mm-hmm. um so anyways they brought in a food truck and it was the grilled cheese one the big yellow grilled cheese food truck. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right, Dylan? Um, no, I mean, you would have to visually know it, not taste it. But <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not familiar with the grilled cheese oh, truck, man, but they're... also I can't eat cheese, so that's probably why. <laughs> that's what I was saying. You'd have to visually identify. Uh-huh. But they, they did, like, gourmet grilled cheeses. Obviously, not just grilled cheese then. Mm-hmm. It was, like, grilled, you know, ham and cheese or whatever. But it was fantastic. Food trucks are just fantastic. Yeah. like I also... I've seen oh. some funny ones, and I can't remember their names, like because it's out of sight, out of mind, right? Like I haven't oh, been easy. in the office in, over like almost two years now. Like, well, if you yeah. want a food truck fix, Dylan, come up to come come out here, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll get you hooked up. Like there's so, only four of them are open at the uh, uh, farmers market right now. In April, the other. Uh, four will open up because uh, they'll be going to the summertime hours, basically. I got to see this farmer's market for my own eyes. You bring it up every time you visit. Like, look what I found at the farmer's market. And it's like some obscure vegetable. It's like, huh. <laughs> yeah, you remember those parsnips, don't you? I do. <laughs> so, like, say. I kind of want to see it with my own eyes. It's like, oh, I- yeah, I brought Oh, yeah. I bet all the vegetables that I brought have already been uh, used, like the uh, spaghetti squash and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. No, it's. Yeah. So it's worth going to. We've hit the golden ratio of episode duration. The, it's right. actually the duration that we try to go for every time. We, had, we ended up not doing a short episode, and we actually on time to close. That but works out. The last Almost. like three episodes have been super long. But, well, I mean, do the, do the metrics support it, though? Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah, do what you do, man. It seems like the episode length is irrelevant, and uh, the people keep listening to our show. So uh, I, once again, like to thank you, dear listener. And I, I call you listener because I know you're listening. You're not watching. The VODs don't do very well. But they're available <laughs> on odyssey.com if you would like to see our faces. If you didn't catch us live, of course you didn't because this one was not live. Yeah. However, audio only is fine. Podcasting is freedom. Uh, hack the planet and whatnot, right? You know, podcasting 2.0. Love Adam oh. Curry. Uh, <laughs> we talked about all that stuff last you know, time. At some point in time, we're going to have to start telling people to like and subscribe. Or Oh, no, that's YouTube. Um, I'm not on rate- YouTube. Yeah. No, wait a minute. It's rates, uh, rate and leave a review. That's the podcast phrase. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. It helps the metric. It, mm-hmm. if you guys want us to be see, heard by other people, it really does help yeah. the metrics. So, uh, if you are on Spotify, keep doing what you do. There's nothing for you to comment on. If you're <laughs> listening on iTunes, give us a five star rating. Give us a comment. I promise I will eventually read it. I don't know how. 
Uh, <laughs> um, if you're listening on like an app using an RSS feed like Podcast Addict, uh, definitely consider buying Podcast Addict. I love that app, and that developer is really cool. Um, we are available in all places, basically. Um, yeah. And if you could do me an absolute solid, dear audio-only listeners, I know you're almost all audio-only, but if you could do me a favor, and if you have an Odyssey.com account, which is just a library wallet, let's be honest, uh, but if you have that, can you follow our account, the Mel and Mancy podcast? Because I need a hundred followers to be uh, verified, and there's way more than a hundred of you. But you're listening and not watching the vods, so I don't know if you have Odyssey accounts, and that might be asking for a lot. But if you could do me that solid, I would greatly appreciate it because I would love to get that stupid little check mark. Um, but not necessary. It's whatever. Um, so. This has been the Melomancy Podcast. Uh, the VOD will be on Odyssey, and the audio will be everywhere, as yeah. normal. And I'd like to yeah. remind you all, I'll, I'll let you talk in a second. I'd like to remind everyone, if you're listening to this on the day it goes up today, probably a couple hours after I stop, I click the button and I upload the thing, uh, check out Victim Stream, twitch.tv slash a victim of gaming. He's doing a 24-hour stream starting right meow. For Elden Ring, he's probably like a couple hours into it. Um, However long we've been talking, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so there's going to be plenty of hours after this episode goes up where he's still live. So if you're an early bird to the show, like check out his stream. But I promise you, he's going to be streaming it until he's totally done with it. And he is quite slow at these kind of <laughs> big completion games. So like, you're not going to like, don't feel like you missed out. Like just tune in. You'll see it. He's going to yeah. be doing it. You were saying, Rick? Oh, I was going to mention that uh, one other thing that uh, so what's going to happen on Monday? We're going to have another show on Monday, mm -hmm. right? Yes. But in the so we actually kind of start hanging out before we record the show and before we go live before we record the show. Right. And we're going to be doing something with me. We're going to be making me a shit poster account. Mm -hmm. He's finally agreed. We finally got him, boys. So if you want to tune in around 7.30 to 8, whenever the fuck we actually get to it, follow me on Shitbuster Club and I'll tell you, right? Oh, that means you're going to have to redo the banner. I will. There's a spot for you in the corner, right? In the bottom <laughs> left corner right there. So um, so Rick here has agreed. He's going to make a Shitbuster account. I'm going to walk him through it. We'll do it live on Monday. Yeah. It'll be fun. And then after we set that, settle out all that stuff, we'll hit the record button. Uh, but... Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go live, and uh, hopefully we can get an audience together like last time, and yeah. uh, we'll uh, you know set him up for success. Yeah, I'll put <laughs> up a picture of rabbits or something. I don't know. That's great. Anyway, <laughs> um, so that ends the episode. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, yeah, thank you. Have a good one. See you Monday. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>